Hello to my fellow humans with True Crime Obsessions. Welcome back to Crime Obsessed Dog Mom. I'm Michelle, the Crime Obsessed Dog Mom with my co-host somewhere in my house. Who knows? Today we're going to look at the rags to riches story that ended in tragedy for Abraham Shakespeare. Without further ado, let's get started. So sad update last time, and I do apologize if that was like one of the first episodes you listened to. Um, I'm not 100%, I, I, and I honestly don't know when or if that even ever happens again. If for some reason you didn't listen to the last episode and you had no idea and this is your first episode ever, welcome. And sadly, you know, go back and listen to the old episodes. But essentially, I announced back in early July that I was pregnant after three years of infertility and really struggling. And, you know, we did the right things. We got tested, did all the things, and I lost a bunch of weight and we finally became pregnant. And then unfortunately, at the end of July, we lost the baby and at 16 weeks, he was only about 14 weeks measuring wise. Um, honestly, the most sad and tragic moments of my entire life, uh, about 72 hours. I mean, we continued to grieve, but from the moment I asked if the baby was okay and the doctor said no to going to the hospital that day and having to essentially listen to where his heartbeat should have been and wasn't sucked. And then, you know, talking to the doctor the next day that would do my procedure. I had a DNE. Um, I, I didn't choose to go into labor or be induced to go into labor. Um, my body was starting to go into labor um, because even in the 36 hours or so, from the time we had, um, I found out, you know, I discovered kind of something bad was happening to when I actually went to the hospital to have my procedure done. Um, the cramping was getting worse. The bleeding was getting worse. So I had no doubt that in my mind I was going to be in labor sooner than later. And together, my husband and I decided that wasn't the best choice for us. One because that's not how I want my first labor experience to go. And I want, I want it to be beautiful, right? And I want to have a very beautiful birth experience when I eventually get to have that experience. Um, you know, we're, we're still very much grieving. I finally, yesterday, put it on social media that we experienced a loss. Um, if I was any earlier and we hadn't already put it on social media that we were pregnant, I probably wouldn't have done anything, which I think is kind of the root of the problem in our society. And I don't know if this is like this in other countries, but we just don't talk about it, right? 
we just announce that we're pregnant later at whatever time we get pregnant. Nobody knows that we had a miscarriage and we just post that we're having our rainbow baby. And I don't, I don't think that that is fair to the mothers and fathers out there who have this immense joy that just gets ripped away from them. And I think we need to talk about it and we need to talk about our feelings when we eventually do get pregnant again and how the joy is kind of sucked out of it. And if, is it okay that we try again so soon? And just the, the honestly, just the loneliness that comes with it and the blame. I mean, as soon as we found out, I just immediately kept saying and screaming and, and yelling, I'm sorry. And because I felt like in that moment, I sucked the joy out of everyone that I shared with. And it isn't, I didn't do anything the right, we, we got testing done on the baby and he was fine. Genetically, he was fine. Um, some of my blood work did come back a little abnormal, but we don't know what that means yet. And regardless, this is this was going to happen and it's so sad and so tragic and it's literally a one percent chance and I keep saying this you know I I, like I said I've, I've been trying to lose weight and be mentally well and I just keep telling everybody I just want to be normal like or average I I didn't want to be the one percent I mean realistically this happens to 25 percent miscarriage happens to 25% of pregnancies and then after 12 weeks a late miscarriage happens in 1% of uh, pregnancies and it, it truly has been really tragic and, and, I, and I don't want to make another episode right that's just me talking about how I'm sad because um, that's not what you're here for right you saw crime obsessed dog mom you want to, maybe you want to hear me if you know me in real life or don't know me in real life and want to. Um, but this is, uh, I, and I've mentioned this before, I live my life very transparently. Um, I have always been very honest about my struggles because, not because I want sympathy or or anything like that. I just, I, I just want to be transparent. I want people to know what I'm bringing to the table. And that's all I've always been. And um, crazy. Uh, I follow, um, and I'm, I'm a supporter of crime junkie, which is also, I mean, it's like, if, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard of crime junkie. They were like my, really my first true crime podcast. And I feel like, I feel like most fans feel very connected to, to, uh, Ashley and Britt. And uh, like, I honestly feel like I could be like friends with them IRL. So but uh, Ashley Flowers just released um, All Good People Here. It's a book, and it's really, really good. I'm continuing to read it. Um, it's, I'm reading it in, in spurts um, just because I want to, I really want to just hold on to it and, and you know, and, and enjoy it for what it is. And in, they have an app. Uh, it's a Crime Junkie app. And I'm, like I said, I'm a supporter of one of the like, Patreons or whatever. And the... In the fan club, that's what it's called, fan club, and they were kind of wanting people's initial reactions to the book, and they were going to do like a giveaway, and I, 
I got a signed copy of the book, um, Supporting a Small Business, which I'm all about, supporting Ashley Flowers and her company, Audio Chuck, everything, you know, this is, I'm passionate about this and I love reading more like listening to books, but I, I'm excited to kind of get back into paper book, hard book reading. And, um, I, I just shared on there, you know, Hey, um, I can read exactly what I had actually, if I can get the, the app up here, but essentially they just asked, you know, what are your first thoughts about the book and everything like that? And oh, I'm trying to find it. I could just pause. Oh, I do that, right? Uh, but essentially, it's just a really cool situation. Um, and I put on there, if I can find my thing. Oh, I can't find it. But essentially, I put on there, like, I'm so happy to get this book. I got I got it, like, the day it released the book. But I got my, my signed copy, even though I had, like, pre-ordered it and everything. And I just said that I had experienced a pregnancy loss and little joys are already getting through my day, getting me through my day. And receiving that book, I I mean, and 100%, I held that book to my chest and I cried because it was my joy that day. And um, I just got a really great response from, if it was Ashley, I don't know, I want to let my little crime love and heart think it was her, but who knows actually. And they ended up, you know, DMing me and um, just shared like a really special message with me. And it meant a lot to me to not be just recognized. I'm not a clout chaser. That's not how I am, but just it felt right. And, and all of this has felt weird and I'm trying to do what feels right to me and talking about it with others even though I literally keep saying the same thing over and over, but talking about it has helped. Um, I'm not going to try to talk about it too much here, but it might slip in. And and if it does, just be here for me. Uh, right? I, I mean, I know that we're not, I don't know a lot of you. And <clears throat> it's funny. I, not funny. None of this is funny, but uh our number the numbers of the podcast have gone up like immensely and that's awesome i mean like, i think we're almost 450 downloads which is really great for only having uh, i think like 12 11 or 12 episodes i can't even think right now but yeah it's uh, i appreciate it uh, truly uh and literally all over the world like tons of uh, us people which is great that's you know this is where we're at, where i'm at but I mean, Australia, Russia, Ireland, South Africa. I mean, literally so many places. It is so cool. Uh, so I appreciate all of you. Um, like I've said before, if you have any, like, cases that I'm not covering that you will want me to cover, uh, yeah, I'm open. So, but I'm hoping that this is the first episode back. I want to get back into this. Um a the sunshine that's currently shining through in my storm is my niece will be born in one week um i had a niece born in april of 2020 Uh, i didn't get to meet her a whole lot because of the pandemic and we actually i got to spend some time last last weekend with her and it was great um and my brother is having a baby 
uh, via C-section uh, literally in a week. Like they will be checked in in a week from today, right now. Um, and it's it's crazy. I will be also seeing a doctor. Um, I at this point, uh, it'll be after the the doctor's appointment and. It's, it's just wild, and I, it's all crazy to me that this is all happening. Um, the next time I record an episode, I will have a new baby niece, and and it's 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 crazy, all of it, to be honest with you, and I'm excited, and I'm hoping, I don't know how I'll, I'll react or how I'll feel, I'm excited, to be honest with you, to hold her, uh, I'm her godmother, which is lot of responsibility I think I'm not 100% sure what to do but I'm gonna do my best to just be a positive role model in her life through everything I do and um you know we will pray that we get some answers here soon but you know the reality is that we might not get any answers to what happened or why this all happened to us but it's oddly feels okay that we're not alone in this that we have a good care team people that are taking immensely good care of me the doctor i will be seeing is the one that did my procedure so she knows my case she knows she saw me in my most vulnerable moments when i was signing the cremation papers for my baby um so i i'll probably talk about how that appointment goes um in next week's episode you know, I, I know that there are some steps that will, when we do become pregnant again, that we have to follow, uh, just because we'll be high risk because I had a late preg- or, or late pregnancy loss. Um, so we are getting through it. I appreciate everybody's patience. Um, I, I'm sorry I didn't say anything right away. Uh, I really couldn't bring myself to do it. I even after I recorded that last episode, I wasn't on my computer like I am now. I was on my phone recording and I just, it was a weighing on my heart and I just put my AirPods in as recorded and it was totally free. I mean, most of this intro stuff that I always do is always off the cuff. It's like literally in my, um, in my show, in my notes or whatever, it just says, talk about fun life stuff and this is not fun life stuff but this is life and this is real and but you know some podcasts they get straight to it and um that's just not really me I'm not I want to be real this is who I am and we will continue to get into it I do we do have a case today and I will short feel like probably my intro is going to be longer than the actual case but just be patient um we are going to get back into this you know my weekends are going to be really full now um with my niece being born uh I want to I didn't get to see my my niece that was born in early 2020 because of COVID until she was three months old and we still got limited time with her then so I want to be able to support my sister-in-law and my brother the best I can simply because we're able to and we weren't before and I want to be able to do everything I can to be a good godmother and good aunt 
and so we'll see and we will I don't know her name I know she they have not shared that yet so we will have a name the next time you hear my voice through your headphones or your car or out loud out your phone speakers or wherever you listen to me so all right let's get into the case and yeah let's go okay so actually before we get into the case i started recording this episode last tuesday after work and i was like i'll finish it up over the weekend no problem well that did not happen literally because thursday i had to go to my sister-in-law's house to watch their dog because they had the baby on thursday so kind of crazy um she's here Lillian is here she's uh, adorable so I spent most of my weekends kind of helping and, and and you know meeting the baby and everything so I do apologize that I'm a little late um but yay surprise baby's here I'm it's bittersweet you know but uh I'm happy to be here you know I'm happy to meet the baby and um, we'll spend some time with this weekend with her as well. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick little update um, because I was like, oh, I'm going to finish it up. And then I didn't. So, uh, yikes, but crazy, cool. Um, but now for real, let's get into the case. So this week's case uh, is about Abraham Shakespeare. Uh, this actually started all began in his hometown of Plant City uh, in Florida. I uh, actually did a spring break, like an alternative spring break in college there. Um, they're very well known for their strawberry fields and orange groves. Uh, we actually helped like work at the strawberry uh, festival that they had, uh, it was just, like probably like 10 years ago, which makes me feel gross. Um, but, so he didn't have a lot growing up. Um, and he worked in the fields to support his family. Once again, strawberry fields are huge. They have a whole festival uh, and everything. So his friend Greg said, I think he wished and hoped and prayed that he would win the lottery. Um, but unfortunately, he wasn't really a real fortunate person. Uh, he left school to go to work to see you know, what he could do to help his family. Uh, so he was a family guy, he wanted to help. He just kind of always wished that he had won the lottery. So in Florida, the lottery winning ticket was worth $30 million and it was sold at a convenience store in Frostproof, Florida on November 15th, 2006. On that day, uh, Abraham and a coworker named Michael, uh, they were headed towards Miami, which is in the Southern port, uh, part of Florida. And they just stopped real quick at a, you know, at a convenience floor, you know, as you're traveling, you stop at a convenience store, corner store, you know, buy some drinks and they were buying some cigarettes as well. Uh, his friend Michael got out and asked Abraham, Hey, like you, you want a soda? You want a pop? Um, instead, uh, Abraham was like, Hey, actually, can you buy me a couple lottery tickets? And so he gave him a couple bucks for the tickets. Um, and he only had five bucks for the whole day and gave him two. So, uh, you know, he was uh, just a crazy fate, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, he ended up winning the lottery with $30 million. And, of course, people always show their true selves, right, after tragedy or success or anything like that. So Michael ended up actually going to Abraham and was like, hey, I, I deserve a share 
um, and you better give me at least a million dollars. And Abraham was like, uh, no. And Michael ended up suing him. Um, and, you know, of course, he's alleging that Abraham stole those lottery tickets from his wallet. They didn't believe, the jury didn't believe any of that stuff. Um, and Abraham ended up winning. Um, and in America, I, I, we have a lot of people that are don't that are not in America that listen. Um, but essentially, you can like get the money. From my understanding, I've never won the lotto, but from my understanding, you can either get a lump sum of the money, or you can get like paid out over time. A lot of it has to do with taxes, so a lot of people just end up going with the lump sum because they'll pay all the taxes on that big lump sum, and then they'll have it. Um, so he ended up going with, Abraham ended up going with a cash payment of $17 million. He moved out of where he was living in Lakeland, Florida, um, and he moved into a gated community, which I feel like a lot of people would. Um, I mean, I know I would, one, just for my own protection at the end of the day, right? My own protection, because it would be super duper scary to have to then have all this money and people are going to, you know, people, there's lots of stories about people getting attacked or family coming after them, everything. So moving in, he moved, you know, into a gated, uh, community. Uh, after he had, uh, got his lottery win, um, he had a million dollar home. He had made some other big purchases. He bought a Nissan Altima and a Rolex from a pawn shop. Um, by late 2010, um, so about four years after there was an investigation um because all of that money after you know spoiler alert he ends up disappearing um most of that money was gone um so the 17 million dollars he hadn't bought a huge a bunch of stuff he just most of it was gone so his friends stayed you know he was constantly getting uh hey give me some money man from people that like his family, his close people, and even just strangers. And he was getting really frustrated, Abraham was. He actually ended up telling his brother, I, I'd have been better off broke. Like, he wishes he hadn't won the lottery, strictly because of everything that had happened. And he even told a friend uh, from his childhood that, you know, I thought all these friends were, people were my friends, but I realized all they want is his money. Um, and one of these people was this lady named Doris... Donegan or Didi uh, Moore. Uh, she launched a business with Abraham. Um, it was just an LLC. Uh, and unfortunately, because she launched this, it did give her self-control of the funds. Um, she ended up withdrawing a million dollars, bought herself a Hummer, gave, got herself a little Corvette and a truck. Then she ended up going on vacation. And she claimed, right, later on after everything had happened, that it was a gift that Shakespeare, you know, that, that Abraham was like, Hey, you know, here, have a gift. Um, so in remember in 2010, they had realized that pretty much all this money was gone. But before that, in November of 2009, his family, Abraham's family reported that he had been missing. Um, they hadn't seen him actually, which just feels like a really long time to not see someone, but it could be maybe, because he was just wanting to get away from all these people that were trying to hunt him for money. But they hadn't seen him since April of 2009, I'm sorry. And it's in November when they're reporting that he's gone. Um, you know, a lot of them had originally, they 
I mean, I guess they 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 were there were some assumptions that he had just taken this money and was living on a beach in the Caribbean. Um, but a tip uh, a tip off led investigators to the backyard of a home purchased by Dee Dee. And um, unfortunately, that's where they found Abraham's body. It was buried uh, under nine feet of dirt uh, under a newly constructed concrete slab. And Abraham was 42 at the time of his death. Um, the Hillsborough County detective says that he had died in April. That's, you know, after his family said they hadn't seen him since then. Um, in his in a house in Plant City uh, that we had talked about earlier, they took Dee Dee into custody uh, on February second of two thousand and ten, in uh, connection with the murder of Abraham. Uh, she set a one million dollar. The judge set a million dollar bond, and uh, the police stated that Dee Dee had tried to convince an acquaintance to dig up the body and move it a week after the death. Um, and had continued to try to convince uh, others that hey Abraham was still alive. Um, she ended up being charged with first degree murder. Uh, after they found Abraham's body, um, Moore said that, you know, she was saying like, hey, he decided to leave and he had gone to, to Texas or Jamaica or Puerto Rico or Orlando or he was sick in the hospital, right? She's making up a bunch of excuses. Um, Moore said that he was tired of, you know, that Abraham was tired of people asking him for money. So she helped him leave town. Uh, obviously not. They ended up finding her body, um, and the the name of the house that was on the 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 name of the house uh, the name wow man you can tell that I've been out of this for a minute the name on the house that they found the body at was actually in her boyfriend's name and you know she kept saying different things that happened to this poor man uh, right that she wasn't she wasn't in charge you know drug dealers a lawyer. Her 14-year-old son, you know, she blamed it on a bunch of people. Um, then she ended up coming back with the, no, I was protecting myself in self, uh, self-defense. Um, soon after his depo- disappearance, you know, Dee Dee was actually living in his house and kept using his cell phone and sending text messages. So he's gone. He's dead. He's not alive. She's still living in his house using his phone so that sending text messages to his friends, relatives, and she was pretending to be him to kind of allude that, hey, yeah, he is still alive. As I feel like everybody knows this, when you're talking to someone via text, you know how they text. Um, and you can definitely tech understand when someone's maybe not texting the same as usual. Like me, I don't text in long paragraphs. I text in thoughts, which I'm sure is super annoying to people, but I, that's just how my brain works. I'm going to tell you, boom, 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 boom. Like a bunch of things. I could send one text message with six thoughts or six text messages. And I normally send six text messages. The only time that I, like, you'll see me text in a long format is if I'm literally reading into, like I'm talk, doing uh, voice to text. That's the only time you'll see it. And then you can still kind of see the way I talk. You can see how I talk it talk in those messages. Um, so people that were getting these text messages from quote unquote Abraham, um, didn't sound like him. Uh, and they were, uh, they were suspicious because come to find out Abraham was illiterate when, um, 
that you know people ask questions back to these quote unquote text messages from Abraham that couldn't be answered by Dee Dee who had his phone they just were left unanswered she was also Dee Dee was also trying to appear that he was alive to find a person who would take blame for his uh, they were trying to find she was trying to find somebody to take blame for the death for fifty thousand dollars she paid someone she offered to pay someone to big, dig him up move his body like I said um, property records show that Dee Dee's company American Medical Professionals ended up buying Abraham's house uh, she said that she had paid uh, Abraham $655,000 for the house um, and paid some of the outstanding loans um, to others. However, there's no evidence that she paid him anything for the house. Um, she even offered the mother of one of Shakespeare's kids $200,000. Um, yeah, oh, she's sorry. She she offered a two hundred thousand dollar home to one of her sons to lie to a detective, which what no, and tell him that he had seen him recently. Uh, she paid five thousand dollars to a relative of Abraham's to give him mother, give Abraham's mother a birthday card and imply that it was from him. So she's really trying to cover her ass. Uh, throughout the investigation, um, it had been. It was learned that she had once staged a scene um, fraudulently to keep a vehicle that was in danger of being repossessed uh, after failing uh, or falling behind on some of payments. She had someone uh, she had someone store the car in a garage and then pretended she was kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and carjacked just so she could keep the car. But she probably you know to claim the insurance money. Investigators um, claimed that she taped her own risks and threw herself in someone else's car. She even took a um, rape exam. Um, she later pled no contest to this and received probation. Uh, in 2012, in December 2012, she was convicted, thankfully, of killing Abraham and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole with an additional minimum sentence of 25 years for possessing a gun in the course of a violent felony. After the trial, the judge said, after trial and listening to all of this over two weeks, words that were said cool, calculated, and manipulated. Abraham Shakespeare was your prey and victim. Money was the rod of evil you brought to Abraham. You are sentenced to life in prison and you shall not be eligible for patrol. Patrol. Parole. Um, they, the jurors didn't deliberate for more than three hours. Um, before delivering the verdict and I hope that she is doing horribly in prison taking an advantage of an illiterate man who you know was down on his luck worked hard in the fields trying to get his stuff you know be provide for his family and then at the end of the day just got killed because he had money um, so tragic tragic story uh i do apologize if this isn't like up to snuffer with my what my other cases you know my reading of other cases researching of other cases um i'm just trying to get you know ease back into this so i do appreciate everybody's patience like i've said probably one million times during this podcast but i do appreciate everybody's patience i'm you know got super behind in work um, because even though I went back to work after a week, I really am barely starting to feel like maybe at 75%. So, um, 
so with like my ability to work so we're getting there it's been six weeks now um since the worst days of my life and we are going to, i'm going to continue i'm going to try to do an episode next week just be patient with me i appreciate everyone tuning in um Follow me on all the different socials. Uh, I, I, I've had a lot of people follow me, and we're so close to 500 downloads, which is insane to me. I appreciate everybody. Lots of people all over the world, y'all. This is insane. Um, I guess you hear for my voice or my funniness. I don't know. Um, I'm so sad. I feel so many people listen to that. A lot of people did listen to that update, and it was rough. Um, but once again, I appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, follow me on my socials. See uh, Crime Obsessed Dog Mom. Any of us, if you search me, you should be able to find me. Um, and I, you know, stay true crime obsessed. Love on them pups. Hug any babies that you are around with permission because it is RSV season, which is the flu. Be, be kind to each other. Uh, be kind to others. And be kind to yourself which is something that I think I've learned more over the last six weeks. It's, you really have to be patient and kind to yourself and that grieving is a process. So I appreciate it. All my uh, source stuff is in the show notes and uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>